Still Dawson Reese. Guess who's back? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the DOS Dissection for episode 16 of 2022. I'm joined tonight, as always, by Reese. Welcome, Reese. Thanks, Callan, and it's good to have you back in the big seat again. I don't mind stepping in once in a while, but um, you're definitely a far better host, so good to have you back. Did very well in my absence, so uh, thanks for standing in my stead. Shagger, welcome back to the pod. Another guest of ours tonight. How are you, Shagger? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for having me. So good to be back. Good to have you back. And uh, first time on the pod, I'm not sure if ever, but at least for this year, perhaps ever, I can't remember, is uh, Ewok. Welcome, Ewok. Thank you, lads. Yeah, it's the first time ever I have consistently said no and uh, figured I'd better get in while just before I make my run to the finals in the, in the draft league. Yes, we've persuaded you. And so Ewok, for all our listeners, does not actually play Supercoach Classic, but he loves Supercoach Draft. So we'll talk a little bit about our draft league later on in the pod. Uh, but he's also going to perhaps give some insights on, on some good players and bad players anyway throughout the pod. So uh, as we like to do, let's take a look back at the games that were in the last round. Uh, who won, who lost. There were some Big outcomes, one in particular that we'll talk about, which had ramifications on the finals, which we're all looking forward to. Um, but first up, we'll go from top to bottom. The first match was me up against Shagger. And I was quietly rating myself as a chance against Shagger, even though it was going to be, knew it was going to be hard. But uh, you got the job done against me, Shane. So well done there. Uh, was that expected? Did you, did you know you were just going to get the job done against me pretty easy? No, I pretty much resigned myself to defeat after Dacos. Uh, went nuts, but uh, I think you were let down by uh, O'Brien, Riley O'Brien, as well. So I guess that kind of uh, you know, counteracted that. So yeah, just happy to get the win. Wasn't expecting anything, but it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Day cost for the 163, absolutely massive. And we'll talk a bit about his form a little bit later, but that definitely put me in the, the driver's seat after that. But then, yeah, Riley O'Brien with the 53 let me down massively. Um, it was definitely disappointing and you got the chocolates so well done on that one um i think reese is backing me in everyone else on the pod last time wasn't but uh reese thought i might get the job done but i'm sorry to let you down reese yeah you started pretty good and then uh yeah a couple of blokes let you down and zach merrick brought a home to shagger yeah too strong in the end shagger the next one we had was charlie top of the ladder up against butcher and this was a quite a big upset a uh, few people were back and butcher in, but uh, Charlie actually had a few players that didn't play. He only had, yeah, the 20 players that played in the end. He had quite a few out um, and didn't bother to trade because he's already on top of the ladder. So in the end, Butcher got the job done by about 200 plus points. So well done, Butcher. <laughs> Big score from you. I think biggest of the round as well, uh, coming in nicely to finals. So well done on that one, Butcher. Not sure if too many would have predicted that, but uh, he's shaping up nicely for the finals. Butcher predicted it. Let's not forget that. Butcher did predict it, but he also likes to rate himself an underdog, so he likes to back <laughs> himself in while saying he's the underdog at the same time. Well, he's a dog. <laughs> he's a dog. <laughs> Do you think Butcher's a big dog? What would you say? <laughs> oh, I'd have to ask his wife, but um, yeah, I know. Nah, he's not a big dog. He's just a little puppy, really. 
the little pup. A bit like Joel. He's all, all yap, mate. He's all yap. I've never seen him bite. A bit like Joel, would you say? Oh, he's, he's almost up to Joe, Joel's standard, I guess. Joel's probably got one on him now. I mean, Butch has got to be getting long in the teeth, doesn't he? Yeah. It's a constant debate between those two. Who is the big dog and of the forwards of the Bintangs uh, and in Supercoach. And the next match we had here was the biggest one of the round. And this was one that Doss needed to win to still stay in finals contention. He came up against the Doss Destroyer in Chanta, uh, whose <laughs> sole mission this Chanta, uh, this, this season, was to destroy Doss as his team name. And he got the chance to do that this week, this last week, take Doss out of finals. And he managed to do it, beating him quite easily by about 250 points, uh, 300 points even. So Doss just rolled over in the end, scoring below 2,000. Absolutely pathetic score. And now he's out of finals for the year. Was that uh, expected, Reese? Yeah, it was. I've been back in Chunterin probably too many times this year, but I knew he was going to live for this one. This was his grand final. And, um, yeah, Chunterin doesn't really care about making finals or, or winning Supercoach. He was just in it just to make sure Doss didn't. So Doss is out of finals now. And, um, yeah, they're both enjoying their Mad Mondays. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're back on a beach somewhere in Bali together having a mad Monday there. They did seem to start early a few weeks ago together, but um, <laughs> I wonder if they're back at it again. And Chunter actually had, I think, about 20 or something trades left, so it would have been inter interesting to see what happened if he hadn't <laughs> actually spat the dummy a few weeks earlier and actually tried to stay in it, actually logged into his Supercoach team. He might actually be in, in finals and in the running for it because his team actually looks, looks quite decent. He's got a pretty decent team when you look at it, plus 20 trades. I mean... Some blokes have that sort of team and that's finishing up. So I'm, I'm pretty glad he did make the finals now. Looking at it, but yeah, you compare that to Doss, who has no trades, it is pathetic. So yeah, he's definitely got the worst team, Doss. Yeah, deserved the outcome, really. And the next game we had here is one which was very tight, uh, could have gone either way. Um, and that's Rod up against you, Reese. And it started off with Bont absolutely flying for Rod as his VC, managed to score 181. So 362 as his captain when he took that. So that put him off to a massive start. He almost managed to claw him back, but just didn't get that point 10 points short. What happened there, Reese? Oh, Kaylin, I'm, I'm very wrong about this. I am, I've had to have counselling to get over this one this week because it, it hurt. And it means that I may finish out some for now. Um, I was looking pretty good until Bailey fucking Hoff decided to be a spastic. Should go back to Albany where he belongs because he's in an AFL football. And the worst case, the worst thing is that I might have to hold him this week because Hewitt's out. So, yeah, can oh, I say, Rod, you should go and buy a lotto ticket with Petrarca. Goes near the ball and gets, you know, points. So, uh, yeah, this one hurt me a lot. And, um, yeah, I'm probably going to resign myself to finishing fifth now. Well, as they say, you can't keep a good man down. And Rod did screw up the previous week, letting Bailey get over the top of him by fielding Rosas with a negative eight uh, and losing by just two or three points or, or something. It was the end or maybe around seven points or something or 10 or something. Um, but he's bounced back. He VC'd Bont, which was a brilliant move. And he's got the win over you. And that's put him in the top four on percentage. 
it's still possible for you to make it, but you're going to have to win this week and he's going to have to lose, which could happen. But uh, it wasn't an old-fashioned old eight-point game and currently sitting in the top four, so well done to Rod. Just want to add one thing, though, and uh, I hope you're listening, Rod, because Doss may have been right about one thing. The Tom Hickey trade may come back to bite you. Yeah, he's got a 42 on the weekend, which is not ideal. A few rucks didn't fire on the weekend. I mean, it was Riley for me and Hickey for him. And even Gorn, I think, only scored in the 50s, which is pretty unusual. So it wasn't the best weekend. And English as well, English 51. So it wasn't a good weekend for a lot of rucks, which is very interesting. And the last match of the round here was Bailey up against Joel, little pup or big dog as he likes to call himself. And he got the job done over Bailey by about 150 points which isn't too surprising with Bailey's uh, team. His, his best bench player actually scored 90, Jai Cully, so he's managed to bring in a rookie who's scoring well, but I don't think he's going to have the cash generation to do anything come finals. And everyone's jockeying for position to play him in finals in the bottom four. <laughs> uh, I really wish I could play Bailey first week of the finals, but it doesn't look like it. I think that player is going to probably yours or even Butch's. So... Oh, it could happen. I was, looking I was looking a little bit before and the results basically, if I can win this week um, and Bailey loses, he'll get pushed probably to eighth. And if you're in fifth, you might get to play him. So it could be a dream matchup for you, Racy, if you finish fifth. Wouldn't have to trade. What do you think of uh, Bailey's team, Shager? I reckon he's the only one that uh, they probably can't win it. I think... Uh... The rest of the seven in the uh, in the top eight are all the chance, but uh, yeah, he's kind of fallen away pretty sharply. Uh, but as I said previously, he's beaten me twice this year, so I can't can't really bag out on him too much. <laughs> so you're his you're his bunny, are you, Shagger? Yeah, it looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to some yeah, he's got some troubles, Bales. He, he he's not going to be in the competition very long, so. I hope he enjoys the last couple of weeks. Yeah, the bet's looking pretty good for Butcher. But what happens if they both go out first week of finals? Does it go to ladder? Does well, it go to ladder position then? I suppose if it, whoever finished higher on the ladder would be in the natural way. So even if you went who scored more points, then that's definitely Butcher as well. So yeah, uh, we'll have to go yeah, to the fine print the on that one. Safe. But what basically the bet? But, Butcher and uh, Bailey made a bet whoever finishes higher this season. Including finals, what was it on it? Hundred bucks was it? I think it was hundred. Yeah, hundred bucks. Bailey started basically the season like a house on fire. I think he was sitting in third for a long time, but then his team slowly deteriorated as he ran out of um, tradable options because all his rookies were shit and not playing. And so now Butcher should get the job done, but we'll have to see what happens. He's been pretending all year, week. Bailey. He's, he's, he's a bit a like St Kilda, you know. One one eight games before the bye, and then after the bye, one or two. So, yeah, he's he's been pretending since the bye. A bit like his crows too. I think they, they even though they were losing early, they were they're a lot better team in the first half of the year, and they've just been shite since then. Maybe maybe Butch has got the bombers. He's, he's coming good at the back end of the season, but might not make any difference for him. Yeah, might not count for anything. Just like the bombers, he's looting trade position. <laughs> All right. First topic we have for this week is some big news. Uh, he's been a favourite in seasons gone past, but since Paddy Wright has been back up, 
uh, Ryan Marshall hasn't been performing too well, but every game that Ryan Marshall manages to play without Paddy Ryder, he scores very well. Um, and Paddy Ryder has been confirmed to be out until the re- for the rest of the season, at least the rest of the Supercoach season. Um, is he now a must-have forward? You know, he's someone who could average about 110, um, given his past performance, and he's only priced at about 460000 So I think if you need a forward upgrade, he's definitely a great option, but is he even someone you should consider trading to? What do you reckon, Reese? Um, I think it's a no for me. Uh, even though he's got West Coast and that no, he's not playing, I just don't think you can see... Uh, yeah, I just don't trust him because I had him at the start of the year and he let me down a bit. Plus, he's got a break-even of 107, so he may even drop a little bit. If you're safe in your position, I'd wait and and have a look how it goes this week. But if not, I'd probably prefer Goldie over over Marshall at this stage. What do you think, Shagger? Yeah, I guess there's a, a bit of potential injury risk as well. He seems to get injured a fair bit, so you'd want to have some, a backup trade at least that you could use. Um, I don't really have anyone in the forward line that I would upgrade him to. So, yeah, maybe maybe Heaney, but I I would like to get rid of Crips. So it's, it's possible that uh, I'll watch him for a week. I'll see how Crips goes with uh, Pitnet back in the side too and potentially one heading into finals I could look at, swinging someone like a Bonk or someone into the into the midfield uh, and do that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'd like to see how he goes this week. That's pretty interesting, actually. I mean, the Heaney one is one I think people could consider. But yeah, underperforming forward is what you'd be looking at. Heaney, I mean, he's done pretty well last week or two, I think, but he's had down periods and he's someone you wouldn't necessarily want to trust going into finals, especially if you're in an elimination final. But yeah, something like that, trading out a, a Crips and pushing someone else into the mids, trading him in, that also could be a good option. So that's, that's an interesting one. Walker, I understand you've got him in your draft team, do you? Yeah, I mean... I reckon with Ryder out, he's a pretty pretty safe option. I mean, he's got a higher score of like 150, so he can go pretty big. It's just, yeah, lower score of about 50. It could totally screw your team for that week, I guess. But I don't know, last last five rounds, he's going at 90. So he's not, he's not terrible. And if he's only going to improve with Ryder out, then yeah, you'd have a look at him. Yeah, the stats I saw, I just saw it posted by someone on... Twitter before this pod that in 20 in this year with Outrider, I think it's only five games, but he's averaging about 110. And last year, the same thing with Outrider. I'm not sure how many games that was, but it was also around 110. So basically, he pretty consistently averages 110 with Outrider, which is pretty decent. So if you can back that up coming into finals, definitely a great option um, if you can make it work. And the Saints, the Saints are playing West Coast with no Nat Nui this week, aren't they? Yeah. So that'll be so a juicy match. Playing an easy, yeah, an easy team after being shit for a couple of weeks, and their their coach has gone nuts. So if he's if he's going to put in a big one, it will be this week. Yeah, for sure. All right, and the next one we're going to talk about is a man who's been on fire the last three to five rounds. He's got a three round average of one hundred and thirty five and a five round average of one hundred and twenty two, which sounds like any primo that you could think of but that's a rookie this year and that's Nick Dacos. Is Dacos now a primo? And is he somebody could potentially even upgrade to? I mean, if you've got him, I don't know if you, you definitely wouldn't trade him out, but the way he's been playing is even somebody could consider trading to in defense. What do you reckon, Rhys? 
yeah, he is, but I wouldn't be doing it because I traded him out at the low bargain price of about 300000 So I'm, I'm really ruining that decision and can't justify getting him back. But yeah, I reckon because he's a dual position, he's got mid-defence, it wouldn't be a bad one to have as a bit of a swing man. You know, he could be your, your D6. And then, you know, if you've got an injury in the midfield or vice versa, you make him swap him around. Yeah. What do you reckon, Shagger? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be bringing him in. I'd, I'd rather like wait a week and, and get Stuart when he comes back or yeah. potentially Dawson if he bounces back. Um, it's interesting to see if any teams like decide to put a bit of pressure on him now because he's just kind of been floating around doing his own thing for the last few weeks. So, yeah. Well, maybe, Dawson, maybe Dawson got tagged last week. It worked pretty good. So I reckon they'll do that to Dacos as well going forward. Who are they playing? Yeah, this, so weekend? this weekend playing the Bombers, <clears throat> but I think we've got Sydney coming up in a couple of weeks and Sydney do like to put that tag on defensive players, the ones who are attacking defenders. They've done it a few times already. The, the Sinclair, I think they might've done it to Dawson, maybe Doherty as well. Um, so I think they'll definitely go for it, but whether other teams do it, I don't know. Mm. And I think in our draft league, Butcher made the good move of picking him up. So he's it's definitely a great draft option to have. But yeah, just back on that, whether you trade him in as a primo, there's certainly better options. And even though he's had this hot form, whether a rookie can sustain it to the back end of the, of the season, even though how good he's been, you'd definitely prefer someone who's proven and done it before, I think. But if you can have him as a swing, which is actually what I've got in my team, I've got Stuart out right now. Um, but when he comes back in, I've still got an extra defender or midfielder, which is Dacos, so he's providing cover for me, which is pretty handy. Um, so it's definitely great to have in that role if you can have him. If you still do have I'd him. I'd just like to say, if if you do that defender mid and Dacos is, you know, 560 or something like that, Scotty Pendlebury's been playing pretty damn good the last few weeks and he's only 470 mm. and he's got the defender mid... I reckon if you haven't got the money and you need some cover, you know, you haven't got rookies playing, he's a, he's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I just brought Pendles in in one of my other leagues and he cranked out 150 in the, um, something like that, 130 in the Dream Team yeah. scores. Yeah, he's definitely had some good form lately. Had a little bit of drop in the middle of the season, but he's definitely back mm -hmm. at it. Had a great game for his 350th on the weekend. So it's definitely a good option at that price. All right, the next one, we want, next couple we want to talk about are not so bright players, let's say. They're not on fire. They're a bit cold. Um, and they're ones that we might want to consider trading out. The first one is Cripps. He's been consistently getting in the 80s for the last five or six weeks. Um, we've talked about it before in the last couple of pods even, but is he really someone now that finals is approaching that we need to get rid of? Perhaps we can give him one more go this week. It's not finals, but uh, in finals, is that someone we really want to trade, trade up to? What do you reckon, Reese? Yeah, I think it's a luxury trade, to be honest. I mean, if, if that's the, the last thing, you know, piece in your puzzle is upgrading Crips, then yeah, go for it. But, you know, I'd be, I'd, I'd err on the side of, you know, holding maybe one or two trades and really wait until, you know, you really need to upgrade him, just wait on an injury because he's, yeah, he hasn't been that good the last few weeks, but 84 is not terrible either on the weekend so um yeah he's, he's about 90 for the last five rounds it's not not the worst 
yeah, another couple to throw in there just before I go to Shaggers. Also, Tom Green. He's one a bit more pressing if anyone has him. I think one or two players might have him in our league. And his role seems to have changed in the last few weeks, getting less CBAs. Um, also, Kelly as well, getting pushed out a bit, who has also got concussion this week. So all these three kind of players, what do you think on, on those, Shaga? Yeah, I, uh, I didn't check the teams that closely. Is, is Bitnet back in? There was some talk that he was going to come in this week. Did he get named or still I don't out? I think he did, yeah. I think he's still out. Okay, because that probably would have yeah. helped, would have helped uh, Cribs, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been planning to make a couple of upgrades of underperforming uh, premiums. Originally, I was planning to upgrade Ryan, um, but I might, I might, we'll see how it goes this week. But I might look at doing doing Cribs up to uh, potentially like a you know like a lead, you know, just a, a full full gun. Um, so if you've got the if you've got that luxury and a bit of cash in the bank. I think it's probably probably worth doing it. Um, yeah, just have to see how injuries and sort of COVID goes next week. But uh, I think going into finals is, is one you could look at um, upgrading to, to one of the stars. Yeah, for sure. If you've got the trades and you can do that, Crips to lead, then it sounds pretty like a no, much like a no-brainer. But as you did mention as well, yeah, with COVID flaring back up, we do want to have extra trades in our pockets for finals because that could be the difference as well. If someone's got no trades, like uh, someone maybe butcher. Uh, and you have <laughs> trades to combat against the player who's out, then uh, you're going to do pretty well in the matchup against them. Yeah, but let's not forget though, Callan, Butcher still has three trade boosts. So um, he's been holding on to them ones. Three trade, trade boosts, boost? no trades. So trade boosts is a new thing introduced this year where basically you, normally every week you only get two trades. Um, but with a trade boost, you can make that up to three. Um, you get mm. five of those per season. It's a new thing introduced this season in Supercoach Classic. Um, and Butcher basically didn't use his trade boost, but used all his trades. Um, <laughs> so he can't technically use his trade boost either. Um, but yeah, with Tom Green, I've actually got Tom Green in draft and he's actually been managed this week as well. Um, so both Tom Green and Josh Kelly are out, Kelly out with concussion. So, yeah, it's not finals yet. You can afford to hold both of those guys, but also you'd be concerned about their role. The CBA's gone down. Jake Popper just came back. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that midfield. Um, Keneally, I think, has been getting less as well. So it's the same as always, even with the new coach. It's hard to know who's getting all the CBAs um, at the Giants. So a bit worrying. If you've got Green and Kelly um, and Cripps, even, I'd, I'd probably hold them for a little bit. So... Especially Joel, if you're listening, uh, I probably wouldn't trade them out this week, um, even though they're injured. Just just keep them for this week. And if you have to cop a donut, then yeah, so be it. The eight's pretty much set, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. I'm guessing you're facing off against him this week and you need a win to get into the four, so that is... I'm not sure. I haven't changed the fixes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um... I can tell you right now, you are actually up against Joel. And, oh, uh, I didn't, didn't realise. And uh, Rod is up against Butcher. So you need Butcher to beat Rod um, and you to beat Joel, and then you'll be in the top four. So uh, Butch, whether... Butcher's going to let me down. That's going to be the weak link in the chain. Butcher will, yeah, he'll blow it. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But Joel, I think, can he even drop out of the top four? He can't. He might lose a home final, 
um, which doesn't count for much in Supercoach, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he'll still be in the top four, so he can afford a loss this week. Um, all right, moving on to the next topic. Uh, just a slight pod, and maybe we can just talk about a few other pods if you guys have any, but a pod I'd like to bring up that I don't think we mentioned on the, on the pod cast yet is um, Dylan Moore for the Hawks. He's actually moved into the midfield. And he's got a three-round average of 113 and a five-round average of 108, priced to 513K. So he's not a bad sneaky option. He's one we'll have to think about for next year. But also right now, is he a pod that you would consider? Are there any other pods you'd look at? What do you reckon, Reese? Absolutely. I looked at Dylan Moore um, a couple of weeks ago and I just don't think I could get him in at that stage. Um, he's definitely a good cheaper option. But as for pods at the moment, um, one that I've got that's been performing quite well, who is a bit of a temporary fill-in, is Blitzars in the in the ruck, and he's also a bit of cover for my back line. Um, yeah, he's been pretty solid. He's averaging around about 100, so uh, that's probably the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, Blitzars is a bit of a mixed Mr. Fix-It man for the Cats. I think he's won a few best and fairest with them already. They love him there. Um, for the Cats. He's played at full back before in the ruck, and I think they've even been chucking him just as a midfielder lately. I think he plays a bit of a negating role, um, but even when he's not rucking, sometimes I think they've even had Stanley in there and Blitzarves as a midfielder. So he can play in a variety of roles, but he's been pretty, doing pretty pretty good this season. What about you, Shagger? Any pods that you'd want to throw out there? Uh, Chad Warner's been pretty good lately, potentially. I'm yeah, not sure if he's mid forward eligible, but I haven't checked that, but he's been playing pretty well, so. This is one to potentially look at. Um, yeah, he is a yeah, very interesting one. Sure. He's going to be one we definitely have to look at next season. He's been killing it for the for the Swans. I think even um, Kane Corns came out this week and said he's a future Brownlow medalist. He's basically backing that in already, which I thought was a bit much to say. I mean, he's been playing pretty well, but um, that's a bit strong. But yeah, he's had in the last three weeks, he's had a 155, 108, and 148 in the weekend. Um, he's had a few down games as well, a couple in the 50s this season, but he's building um, for a young player. I think he's only in his 20s um, in terms of games played, 20-something games, so definitely building. Um, but yeah, just mid-only, so a bit tough to bring him in as a mid-only. Maybe if he was a forward, could consider him. What do you reckon, Walk? Any pods you want to throw out there? Not, not I don't even price know what a pod is. Pod means a point of difference. That's for all our listeners who um, might not know what a pod is as well when we're talking about it. Yeah, I got no idea with the with the pricing thing. So typically, a pod, a point of difference is basically someone who has less than ten percent ownership. So it's basically a, a player that not many other uh, co coaches would have in their team. Just one more I want to chuck out there, Kalen, is even though he's gone up a little bit in price, is Connor Rosie. Uh, mid mid forward, um, he is absolutely killing it lately, averaging. He's averaging 90 for the year, but he's 116 over the last five and 120 over the last three. So, yeah, he's he's in some ripping form. Yeah, he's definitely stepped up that role in the midfield report. Um, looking really good. Um, so, definitely a good option there. Uh, Redman, I think, from Essendon is another one. The Red Dog. Uh, Freya think, will love you for saying that. Yeah, I think he's yeah. still a bit of a Freya's right? favourite player. Yeah. Mrs. Big Dog's favourite player. Yeah, he's definitely a good option. He's been smashing it. Last four weeks for him is 144, 107, 102, 152. So 
definitely change up in role since the middle of the season, but yeah, he's killing it. I wonder if Freya would use her hall pass on Red Dog. I reckon she might by the sounds of it. Yeah. I reckon Joel would be okay with that as well. <laughs> Joel, Joel, Joel would probably use his, his hall pass on Red Dog as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> So the next topic I want to talk about is just around trade strategy going into finals. So this is the last week of our league before finals and finals are decided for the top eight. There's a little bit of jockeying around for the top four and other positions, but it's pretty much set already. When we're in finals, what kind of strategy do we want to have? Is it just to retain trades as much as possible? For example, if you're in an elimination final in the bottom four, do you need to make a trade? If you're coming up against someone who's got someone like a Roy Laird or someone else you're worried about, do you need to consider bringing that player in to negate them? Or do you need to do any other kind of trades or just back your guns and try to keep your trades for a bit later? Say if you've got only like three trades or three to four, um, would you be making those kind of moves? What do you reckon, Shagger? My strategy has been like uh, ideally um, upgrading a, a couple of underperforming premiums or inconsistent premiums like a Heaney or a or a, uh, or a, uh, oh, what's his name, Luke Ryan, um, someone like that. Um, but it, it really comes down to having to watch injuries and, and with COVID coming around again, it's another thing you have to take into account. So you probably have to be a little bit conservative. But I think if you feel like it could cost you a game, having an underperforming premium, someone who's like way out of form, um, and it's possible to grab a gun player, especially if your opponent has them, like a like someone like a lead or a, or Stuart, um, I think he'd probably just go for it in that, in that situation. Yeah. What do you think, Race? Yeah, obviously it depends on how many trades you have left. Um, I think Chag is right. You do need to watch out for COVID and I think the flu's going around. Um, also, some players getting rested towards the end of the season or managed. So that can happen also. Um, but if you, your strategy is to upgrade to a few of these guys, don't forget to still play the, the break-even game a bit. I mean, for example, if you've got a bit of a hole in your ruck at the moment, you can get Gorn maybe in a couple of weeks for 500000 And, you know, he's, that's an absolute steal no matter how what because he's going to have a – you know he's going to have a couple of good games towards the back end of the year. So, you know, I'd still watch out for those break-evens and – um, some good value of when you should get players in. Yeah, that's solid advice. A player like that you can bring in who's a proven performer but might be a bit down. So it might, might even go the other way. Instead of someone who hasn't been performing, trading them out to someone who's been performing, it could be like that. They've had some not good form the last few weeks. Their price is down. But then you see that turn and their form start to turn in the, in the first, second or third week of finals and you can bring them in even. That could win you a match that way. Solid mm. advice there. Um, all right, now moving on to a topic that what can attest to a bit more. Let's talk about our draft league for a bit. Um, so Shag is not involved in this one, but uh, the draft league, we have eight in our draft league this season. And we, I accidentally said it so that we all eight make finals. <laughs> so uh, everyone managed to make, make finals this year, which is great. Everyone gets a crack it's at a part, it. It's a participation cup. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets a participation award. So let me just run through it for all our listeners from top to bottom. I've managed to do pretty well this season, sitting on top, 56 points. 
Rob is in second on 48. Reese is in third, 44. Butcher in fourth, 40. That rounds at the top four. And the bottom four are Bandy, sitting just outside the top four on 36. So it's a big week this week, whether he can actually get up to Butcher. So if Butcher actually loses and he wins, but he needs to make up a few bit of percentage there as well to get in the top four. Alfie's another one actually, uh, but he's a fair bit back on percentage. He's on 36 points. And then the bottom two, Benny and Wok. Uh, but in recent weeks, I think everyone has started to turn their season around a bit. It's been pretty even if we look at the scores from even the bottom four in the last few weeks. So it seems to be evening up. Some of the pod players who have emerged like we've been talking about, such as Red Dog um, and a few others, people have been able to pick up and even up their teams a bit more to the top, to the top teams. So uh, how do you see it going into finals, uh, Reese? Uh, who's going to do well out of those? How do you predict it's going to turn out? Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty interesting because earlier on in the year, I would have thought that you're, you were near on unbeatable. But um, yeah, I think the last few weeks, Caitlin, it just shows that anyone can really win at the moment. Um, Butchers, he's been, it pains me to say this, but he's had a bit of a purple patch. Um, Elfie as well gave me an absolute spanking on the weekend. Um, little little turd. But uh, yeah, I think anyone can really win on their day. And you know, I feel like this is where Walk is just starting his run and, you know, he knows he's going to make finals. So, yeah, he could be a bit dangerous too, first week of finals. Yeah. Which, Who, uh, how does it work in the finals? Is it first plays eight or 1v4, 2v3 and 5v8? I think 5v8. Nice. Yeah. I think it's traditional AFL style, 1v4, 2v3 and so on. Top four gets a second chance. Bottom four, elimination. Geez, Bandy would be filthy if you knocked him out first week of the finals. Well, yeah. if you have a look would at the last couple of rounds, I uh, last last week, yeah, I, I scored pretty dismal, but I still outscored Mad Dogs, and I'm playing him this week. So I'll, I'll have him this week. And the week before... <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the week before, I, I top scored. So the bloke that's coming eighth gets the highest score out of anyone. So all you got to do is be well rested and I've done absolutely nothing all year. And then I'll just drift into the finals with fresh legs. That's my plan. Yeah. And that is the thing with draft from week to week. I mean, you never know what can happen because you've got a totally unique team, obviously. So if one team has a bad week, the other team has a good week, any team can win on their week. Um, mm. Maybe let's go through your team walk and have a look at it. Seeing as you are on the bottom, we've got you on the pod. Let's um, have a little bit of an anal analysis of, of your team. I'm going to start here with the defenders. You've got Zach Chewy in there, who's been doing quite well um, since, since Tom Stewart's been out. It depends whether he can keep that up. He's got a five-round average of 96. got Jordan Clark, who's also had some form in the back half of the season, although only got a 62 on the weekend. Isaac Cumming, who's been solid all season. Luke McDonald, who's also been good since Hall's been out, but he is back now. Uh, and then Newman and Nathan Broad. To round out your defense, Newman. I think I, I think I just offed broad. I've been trading while we've been chatting. <laughs> that's can that's see our it. role. Love the uh, multitasking. Who have you trading him for? Uh, who do I bring in for broad? Burn uh, Jones. Burn Jones. Yeah, uh, not bad. Not bad. He's also been playing well lately. Broad has been more consistent all year, though I'd say. But yeah, Burn Jones, maybe a bit yeah, better form recently. I went on. Bench. I went on the last five averages to fill up the bench. 
Yeah, yeah. Then in midfield, we've got Tuke Miller, one of your best players. Noah Anderson, who's been on fire lately. Very good lately. Ben Keyes has been solid. He only scored a 61 on the weekend. That's surprising. Yeah, that's, I didn't know he got that's that. Gotta be his, that's got to be his worst score in about two years. Yeah, he's normally the player who gets pretty much bang on 100. He doesn't score massive, but he gets 100 to that 105 mm. every week. So that's surprising from him, actually. Um, Jack Redden. Uh, yeah, okay, midfielder. Leverage. Jared Lyons, someone who's dropped off massively this season. Mm. Um, bit of a change in role. And then Willem Drew and Sam Menegola in the midfield. Yeah, I off, off Menegola and brought, brought back inside bottom. He's had a couple of good weeks. See if he can keep it up. Yeah. Only for the bench. And then in your forward line, you've got Rowan Marshall, Darcy Cameron, Charlie Kerno, Bradley Hill, Zach Bailey, and Charlie Dixon. So your forward yeah. line is a little bit iffy there. I'd say that's maybe the most iffy part of your team. I mean, especially with Cameron, you've got Granny coming back. What happens to him? Kerno can have big bags, can have small bags. But Marshall's definitely a solid one. That's probably the yeah. one area that you need to, to sharpen up I've off, if possible. I've often... I've offed Hill and brought in Papley. Papley's had a very good last couple of weeks. And um, Dixon, bringing him in on, he's had a very good couple of weeks. But, yeah, Kerno, you never know. He went massive the other week, and then, then he can go bloody average too. So Yeah, well, Dixon's, no, Dixon's a really good run. one to get in. Yeah, Dixon's I, I been like good. that move. I tried to get him in, Wok, but you beat me to him. Um, but yeah, he's he's a really good one. He's actually not a bad option either for our classic, I reckon, Charlie Dixon, bit of a pod. And yeah. he's gonna keep playing in the rock. Um, yeah, I reckon he'll be around about a hundred hundred most weeks. Yeah, that's definitely one that not many people are talking about. It's not even someone I considered. I mean, yeah, I saw he'd have been playing rough, but yeah, since I mean he didn't play half the season, but he was only at four fifty K not so long ago, and then the last five weeks he's gone 102 98 96 111 and 97 so pretty consistent mm. there and the 100 bucks so yeah it's pretty solid since he's moved to the rock and port seemed mm. to like him in there so interesting um but yeah not a bad team overall walk um let's see what you can do come finals what are you yeah, predicting walk? Yeah. you can go far into, uh, into september yeah or into, so into august if I get to um, line up against Bandy, I'll, I'll rate myself against him, although I had a shocker this this last weekend against Bandy. I don't know what happened there. Um, but, yeah, if I if I can land either Bandy or or Benny in the first week of finals, then I might might snag one. <laughs> Just a quick shout-out to Benny we as well. I, I, did, I did call him out in the group saying he was a shit coach because he's actually got uh, higher, higher overall overall total points than some other players, some other coaches, but he's managing to sit in second last spot with very few wins, but then he came out and uh, beat me on the weekend. So well done, Benny. Uh, made me, <laughs> yeah. made me my words. <laughs> he was pretty happy about it too, Benny. Yeah. He was quietly waiting for that one all weekend, I reckon. Well, Walk, if you do uh, play Bandy, I mean, he hasn't got a bad team, Bandy, but he just struggles really with picking a captain. Every time mm. he picks someone as a captain, they stink it up and someone else in his team will, will go huge. He stuck with Tom Mitchell for quite a long time and didn't pay off. And then, I don't know who else he went, Ollie Wines or someone like that. So he really needs to sort that out, Walk. Um, well, I hope, I hope he doesn't sort it out. In the finals, when I'm up against him, he can he can put Zach Dawson or someone as captain, and then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Zach Dawson, who's Zach Dawson? Not Jordan Dawson. 
Zach Dawson's not playing anymore, but he, he would have been the go-to <laughs> go-to captain. He yeah, would have got you about eighteen points around. Yeah. Nice. Similar to a jerk thatcher. All right. Well, yeah. Wish you all the best, Wok. Uh, I won't have to play you anytime yep. soon. Uh, Reese and I won't, but uh, wish you luck in the first week of finals at least, and then we see how things shape up after that in the following weeks. Right. Maybe Reese and I will I'm, get a win. I'm backing in you in, Wok. I'm backing you in to win a final. I'm going. I'm going all the way, mate. Just, just watch. Watch this space. Well, looks like I won't play Reese in the first week of finals either. So maybe all three of us can get a win in the first week. Reese and I get a week off, and then uh, we might see you in the prelim final. We'll see about that. Yeah, after I saw Butcher out or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's move on. I think rookies. We don't really need to touch on this stage in the season for classic. I mean, basically, you want to trade down to any that are one or two k to get some cash. Um, if you really do have a lot of trades and you need to generate some cash fast uh cumberland is negative 91 break even he had a 100 on the weekend for the tags burgoyne's an option who's been back in the port team this week um and then a couple of others carmichael and cully who have that low 102k um price anyway and they've been playing and scoring well so i think that's basically all the rookers you'd be looking at um this week so maybe we can talk about captain options for this week vc and captain options um, I'll start maybe with one, my VC and C, who I'd be considering. One I'd be considering if I had him would be Mills for VC playing against the Crows. Uh, I don't have him. So I'd probably be considering myself um, someone like Anil, uh, even though he plays a bit later on Saturday. Um, if you can captain someone on a Sunday. So I'm looking at Anil into Steele, Jack Steele for the captain on Sunday against the Eagles. What about you, Reese? Yeah, I don't mind that one steal on Sunday. Also, um, Sinclair, he's been ripping it up. He runs a lot as well, Sinclair. So I can see him getting a lot of loose ball because Eagles, I don't know if they're unfit or just don't want to man up, but they're, they're rubbish. Um, as for the VC option, I don't mind Mills against Adelaide. Laird is a good one. I'll probably go VC him against uh, Swans. And then, yeah, you've got your Neil, uh, Oliver coming back or... I think McRae usually plays pretty good against Melbourne, so that could be that could be an option as well. That'd be it for me. What do you think, Shagger? Yeah, I'm uh, considering Sean Darcy uh, on Friday to see how he goes. Um, one we didn't mention in the pod discussion, um, but maybe it's worth mentioning here. Uh, LDU, mm. it's been pretty good lately. Uh, yeah, against he has. The Hawks. Yeah. That is a good pod. Yeah, yeah. So North are kind of a bit back in form, so they could even win this game, I guess, and he would be part in that. Um, yeah, other than that, I guess just the safe options for captaincy would just be like an Oliver, Neil maybe, uh, or a Took, someone like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, with all those, those guys are all playing at the same time, you know, the McRae, Bond, Oliver... Neil Miller. So, yeah, that's kind of why I'm looking at maybe a Darcy at, at um, on Friday night. What, just yeah. one other one to chuck in, Kalen, on Sunday is Zach Merritt against Pies. He has been killing it lately. I think he's got 140, 140, 130 or something like that for the last three weeks. He's in some good form. So, that could be an option as well. Yeah, he's doing what we thought he might. He loves the back half of the seasons and he's been tearing it up. So, it's definitely a great option against the Pies. 
What do you reckon, Mock? Bombers always love the back. Bombers always love the back end. Yep, just to lose Sometimes their... of the season as well. Just to lose their picks. Go shit all season and then win a few at the end just to get eighth pick instead of third, as Joel said. What do you think? What would you make your captain? If you could choose anyone. Cap- out, oh, out of anyone. Oh, geez. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. Um, Five. <laughs> yeah, Five. yeah, I think... You- I think you might give him give him a miss. <laughs> I just go nuts. Go go Dacos. Just be brave. It's not a bad call actually. If you could do what he did on the weekend, then uh, he'd take a one sixty for sure. Yeah, bombers don't really man up, so not a bad shout. I'd I'd probably have a look at someone like Sinclair from St Kilda too. I mean, he uh, again he's playing the Eagles, and they would have got stung from last week, and he can score pretty big, so. I think he was like 150 or something last weekend. Yeah, he's definitely had a great season and very consistent, so a solid option. Mm. Another couple of ones to throw out there, just uh, Brayshaw. He's been pretty good mm. last few weeks. Um, mm. And Oliver. Oliver's back, so could go big in his first game back as well. Um, all right, so that's some BC and captain options. Now let's finish off. Uh, well, let's get to some questions. And then we'll look up at the matchups for this week after that. We don't have many questions this week, just two that we've got here. Um, but the first one is Greg from Brisbane. He's called in again. We love hearing from Greggy. Uh, and Greg from Brisbane says, hi, guys. It's Greg from Brisbane. Kalen Eugenius. I was driving home Friday afternoon. I switched on the pod. My first reaction was, what the fuck is this? Where's Kalen? As I was trying to switch off my Spotify, your fill-in introduced Chanta and Butcher. I was instantly hooked. Once again, the butcher was very informative and Chunter's views the on the Brisbane Lions was, for, was refreshing. Thanks, Caelan, for keeping the pod entertaining whilst on holidays. Question. As we all know, it's virtually impossible to win a premiership not being in the top four. And with the butcher beating you last week, one could say the butcher has a slight smell of 2016 Western Bulldogs, while Reese has the stench of 2012 Adelaide Crows all over. <laughs> out of the current, out of the current bottom four of the eight, who could go all the way? Well, lots to unpack there, as always, uh, from a, <laughs> as, with a question from Greg from Brisbane. Um, don't know many people who call Butcher the Butcher, apart from Butcher himself, but uh, it's very interesting. He's calling him the Butcher. Uh, I like it though. Um, what do you reckon, Reese, about that? Um, do you think the Butcher could go all the way, or is there anyone else in the bottom four who could go all the way? Is only Greggy's getting even floggier in every question that he writes in. I don't know if that's possible. But, he's getting a bit um, confident, isn't he? He's, he's, he's blowing a fair bit of smoke up Butcher's coy, I can tell you that. <laughs> and yours too, Caelan. Congratulations on the pod. You, you, were, you were in Bath last week. Getting <laughs> private tutoring from Jezza about how to retire by 40. And, uh, yeah, you're getting the credit for the bloody podcast. So yeah, It's a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, from the bottom, the bottom four. Um, uh, well, I, I don't know if if myself or Rod finished there. Both haven't had bad seasons. Um, Bailey, I'd write him off right now. He ain't gonna go anywhere. I think I think you've still got something to offer, Caitlin. I think on your day you're pretty good, and I say you'd probably have some trades up your sleeve. Um, 
But the butcher isn't going to go anywhere either because he's got no trades left. That's all very fair assessments, I think. What do you think, Shagger? Uh, yeah, Butcher's been in pretty good form lately, hasn't he? He's, I think was he top score last week, but uh, yeah, I think with no trades, he's not going to make it very far. So uh, I'd probably say you found just because our teams are pretty similar, uh, but you've, <laughs> you've still got Stewart to come back in and you got Dacos. So I think anyone with Dacos is a pretty good chance. So I think I'll say, say you out of the bottom book. Thanks, mate. And considering Reese is in the bottom four as of now as well, I think uh, Reese is definitely a good option. I think he's got a lot of trades compared to the rest of the bottom four um, still left, although he does still aren't at full primo yet from what I understand, Reese. So you've got a couple of trades to make there, but um, definitely a good chance of making it. And you might even end up in the top four after this week. But yes, Bailey, certainly not. Butcher, yeah, he's got a good chance of making it a few weeks in, but he's going to come unstuck eventually with no trades left. So I think his main goal is basically just to beat Bailey for his bet. Um, so he just wants to win at least. So for that, he just needs to win basically one week um, of finals. But if I come and get up against him in the first week of finals, that's not going to happen. Sorry, Butcher. So you have to check the fine print on your bet with Bailey on that one. But you're ready to walk without looking at it. You reckon the Butcher can go any... The butcher can go further into uh, September. Oh yeah, I mean, apparently you stink, so you you're not you're not going anywhere. But I, I, I don't know. I just I just couldn't help but thinking that this Greg character might have actually been butcher in disguise. That's an interesting accusation you make there, Walk. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> sentiment that, that one, a few, a few of us might share. <laughs> we, do, we do like an anonymous character we haven't heard from alexis in a while so it's great that uh greg from brisbane popped up um randomly but whether he's well, a real is, person or butcher in disguise we're not sure Doss well, we is back from jakarta now so maybe we'll see alexis so, again that's right that is true we are hoping to see her again i do miss alexis um so hoping to hear from her again soon with Doss back <laughs> in j-town and the second and last question we got for tonight is from Joel. Um, Joel would like to ask, can Shunter have the best team by the end of the season and beat the grand finalist scores, scores while sitting in last place? I think that's an interesting question. And I think it's something that maybe Chanta can do. We've seen his team, it looks all right right now. And apparently he's got 15 to 20 trades still left. So that's a challenge to, to Chanta himself, maybe gain back a bit of honor um, for himself. Bit of pride if he can if he can do that. What do you think, Reese? Can he do it? I like this challenge to Chanta because you know it'll keep him interested in Supercoach, and I love to see what DOS bet odds are on Chanta being able to beat the grand final score. That would be some really good odds. It'd have to be two to one, I reckon, because I'm looking at Chanta's team; it's pretty damn good. Um, but really, I mean, Chanta three wins for the year. Um, do we need to go back to doing the, the podcast about him and improving him? Because two years in a row, he hasn't made the finals. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think we might have to. So some people enjoy having the pot about them and they do well. Um, I think that was Chunty improved while we had it on, whereas others just can't handle the pressure of having this, the spotlight on them, which was clearly DOS this season. Um, and Reese, maybe you were somewhere in between. But uh, we might have to go back to, to focusing on Chantra, I think, after this season. Um, we'll have to consider that in the in the off season over a few beers. But what do you think, Shane? Can uh, Chanta do that? Yeah, totally. 
how many uh, boosts does he have left? Can he use up as many of those trades as possible? Or? <laughs> I think he has a few. Um, yeah, I can't remember how many he mentioned in the last pod, but I think he still has a few. Maybe He's got 20 three. trades. Yeah, maybe three book boosts. So you can utilize a lot. What do you reckon? What, where do you reckon it's going wrong for Chunter this year? How many games you got till finals start? They start wow. next week. Ah. <laughs> Chunter's got no hope. <laughs> All right. He yeah, actually can't make the finals well, now. Well, the thing that doesn't work against Chunter, which we're not considering, is that Chunter had one objective this season. He's already fulfilled it. So I think he's already clocked off for the year and he's not going to give a shit about Joel's challenge. Um, so there's that. <laughs> well, apparently he's been mingling with the fairer sex as well. So I don't know. Maybe he's distracted. He's found a hobby apart from Dungeons and Dragons. That's good to um, good to see. <laughs> He does like his games and, and video games. So, new season yeah. of Stranger Things or something. Playing with a different joy well, happy, joystick. We're happy to take Chunter's money every year, though. Uh, certainly happy to do that. Uh, and if there's some disappointment comes his way throughout the season, that's that's good as well. Yeah, he spits the dummy pretty quick. He does. All right, let's finish off the pod by looking at the matchups for this week and getting a quick tip from everyone. Um, so for this week, we have the first game of the round is myself up against Charlie. And I reckon I'm going to get this one done just quietly. Charlie has a few players out. Bruce is back for him, which is a big in. He managed to hold Bruce all this time. He's one of the only ones, but apart from that, he's got quite a few out. So I reckon I'm going to get the job done. And Charlie doesn't have a lot to play for really either on top of the ladder. What do you guys reckon, Reese? Yeah, I reckon Charlie won't even bother looking this week because he doesn't have to. And um, he'll just hold a few trades, which will be good for you because you might be able to play the buy if you get the win. Um, the buy in Bailey, first week of finals. So I'll back you in. What do you reckon, Shagger? Yeah, Charlie's a dang clear on top, I think. So probably won't put that much attention into it this week. So you've got a lot to play for, I think, or want to try and move up the ladder a bit. So yeah, I think I'll back you in. Walk. Yeah, I'll back Charlie in then just to go the underdog. Right. Love it. And the next matchup we have is Doss up against Shane. This is another, well, I mean, this one is a bit of a dead rubber. Doss probably won't log into, log into his team at all. Shag will get the job done pretty easily here. Uh, you agree, Shagger? Yeah, I haven't been losing a lot of sleep over this matchup, but uh, <laughs> he did. It did beat me by uh, one point last time we played. So you never know. Preston could score 180 or something and be on the back foot. <laughs> Shaggy, do, you, do you remember how happy he was about it in the group and sent about a thousand messages about it? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's. I maybe hope <laughs> staring off into the this. staring off into the sunset, <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe he wants I to get shag, shag and destroyer. <laughs> Do you have anything to lose from this? Not really. You're still going to be in the top four, so it doesn't really even matter if you lose Shagger. So, yeah, he can't do anything to to hurt you really. So I don't think he'll bother anyone. So I think you got it. Um, recent walk both agree. Yeah, sounds absolutely. like it. All right, the next one we have is Rod up against Butcher. And this has a bit riding on it for Reese. So uh, 
Reese needs Butcher to win this one. Um, and Rod needs to win this one as well to stay in the top four, really. So it's a big match for them. And Butcher will want to win as well. Um, I reckon Butcher might just get the job done here. What do you reckon, Shagger? Sorry, what was that? Who's playing? Butcher against Rod. Butcher against Rod. Uh, see, is Rod? Rod's outside the top four at the moment. He's in the top he four, but fourth. he needs to win to guarantee fourth. All right. Yeah, so he's got more to play for, I guess. So I'll back him in. Yeah, his boys will go harder for him. What do you reckon, Reese? Well, let's, let's not forget Butcher's got a bit to play for too because he's got to finish above Bailey just to make sure that he gets yeah, the that's true. Marks. But I, I can't see Butcher doing it this week because I know that he traded out Oliver last week for Laird and Rod has Oliver and he'll be back and Butcher's got um, Hewitt and Kelly out. So unless, you know, there's some really good captaincy on the, um, on the cap, you know, picking captains and some players don't perform, I can't see... Rod losing this one. Yes, that's true. Didn't see Kelly out for him. They both have Hewitt. Kelly out could hurt Butcher. What do you reckon, Mock? Rod, is that Diggler? Diggler, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Diggler. He's a better bloke. <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> and then that. next up, this is this is a bit of a tough one to pick, actually. You've got Bailey up against the Dost Destroyer Chanter. Um Bailey's predicted to have a pretty low score, but um, Chantra, I'm sure, is not going to try this week either. His objective is complete, but I still think Chanter might beat him even without logging in, so I'm going to go Chanter. What do you reckon, Reese? <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, I wonder if Bailey's in Chanter's ear just to say, hey, yeah, you take all your players off the field and, and help me win the 100 bucks against Butcher. I wouldn't put him yeah. past Bales. Well, I don't think Chanter would do anything for him anyway. They're going to make him try harder to beat him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It could be something. It could be a little kickback for Chunter in it. So we'll wait and see. <laughs> hard, hard one to, hard one to decide. I'll say, I'll say Chunter though. You reckon Chaga? Yeah, I think Chunter with the the trades he's been making in the last uh, couple of weeks, his team's looking pretty good. So I think Chunter's got this one. Walk. Yeah, no idea on this one, but I'll back the All Asian in with Chunter. It's got proven form in the past in the twos at Asian champs. That's right. Put That's it back right. in. And the last one here is a big one for Reese. Needs to win in order to try to get fourth spot. This is Joel up against Reese. Joel doesn't have much to play to four. Reese does. So I'm going to back you in, Reese. You're going to get the job done. Yeah, well, he's got uh, Kelly and Tom Green have been picked this week. Um, so that, that helps a little bit. Um, I'm hoping Joel doesn't really look at his team and uh, I can make up the percentage that I need to make up. So fingers crossed. But yeah, I think I'll win. Shagger? Yeah, Reese more to play for, so I think he'll win. And walk. Yeah, I'll, I'll barrack for you for once, Reese. Have, have a good crack. Have a good crack oh, yeah. against the little dog. Yeah, he's a little there dog. You go, Reece. I'll put him in his place. Put him back in his kennel this week. That's right. Yeah. Put, put him back in his kennel where he belongs <laughs> all right that's all we have for this week then that'll wrap up the pod thank you all for joining me thank you reese thanks carlin thanks for having me again thanks shagger thanks for having me and thank you for joining us walk cheers lads good to pop my cherry on this one <laughs> glad we could experience <laughs> that with you <laughs> glad there's, I'm glad there's it's all good to do around us. mates yeah 
Glad to facilitate it. Pop a cherry. <laughs> it's always a sweet experience. <laughs> good luck to you all this all week, right. and good luck to all of our listeners. Bye bye for now.